0: Everybody and welcome to Comic Club, your friendly neighborhood comic book podcast. I am your host Blaine McGaffigan and I am joined as always by Adam Adman Cook. Hey Blaine, great to be here. We are streaming today live from the Comic Club Lounge. Each month we read a new comic graphic novel and break it down on the show. This is our spoiler-free shorter episode where we introduce which book we will be reading this month and chat about our first impressions, including The Bare Bones, who this comic is for, and judging a book by its cover. This month, we'll be reading The Eternals, seven-issue limited series from 2006 by Neil Gaiman and John Romita Jr. Adam, give us The Bare Bones.
1: The Bare Bones is that Eternals are basically... Super old, super powerful beings that were around for the creation of intelligent life on Earth, and after lying dormant for centuries, they're all starting to wake up, and we're going to find out about them. Blaine, have you read Eternals before?
0: Yeah, I picked up the series. So this was whenever I was getting into comics in college. If you go follow our Zero episode, it kind of gives our superhero comics origin story. And this is right in the thick of Civil War when this is coming out. And I'm one issue into this series and they reference some, you know, get registered if you're a superhero stuff. And I remember I had been a Neil Gaiman reader because I had read Sandman before and he doesn't, do a lot of of the big two, Marvel and DC, and so it was kind of an event, you know. Um, the Eternals are also very sort of niche and old. They're a Jack Kirby creation. They're kind of like. The new gods of DC with Darkseid and Mr. Miracle are on, you know, he created the fourth world mythos over at DC. He never finished it because that series got canceled. And then he came over to Marvel and created the Celestials and the Eternals and kind of his weirder cosmic origin story. So I remember reading it, Adam, and literally not understanding a lick of it. I, I, I could not, I think, I don't know if the issues were delayed. We'll have to look into that, but... I I still am in the dark, and I've read some Eternals co- content. I don't know who the Eternals are still, and I can't differentiate their characters. I'm reading the ongoing right now, and it's still kind of a mess for me to really wrap my head around it.
1: Yeah, it seems um, maybe a bit confusing, maybe a bit overwhelming at first. Kind of like it's just this part of comics that I have no familiarity with, I feel yeah. like. Like, I, ha- I keep having to look up the names of characters to just be like, wait a second, who is this again?
0: Yeah. And I, I think some of the reason is just they've never really been an institution in Marvel comics. You know, I think the cosmic side of Marvel has kind of had its heyday in, I think, 2010, they did all the Guardian stuff. And obviously, with the movies being so successful, the James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy, those those characters Star-Lord and stuff like that are now everywhere. They cross over with Avengers. They're around. You see Groot and Rocket Raccoon all the time. Eternals are still very niche, very off to the side. And one of the reasons we're doing this obviously is this new phase of the MCU is featuring The Eternals by director Chloe Zhao, Academy Award-winning director Chloe Zhao. So we wanted to kind of brush up on our Eternals history, learn a little bit about them so um you know we We know what we're talking about here.
1: That's right. Yeah. It's going to be a good adaptation, alley in the big episode, so come back for that.
0: You know, it makes me wonder, though, like, is this the Eternals' time to shine? You know, the Guardians got their shot. Now they're an institution. I wonder, like, after this film, will the Eternals sort of, you know, be big in Marvel Comics? We'll see. But uh, this... Run is what we're talking about by Neil Gaiman, you know, author. We're going to go into his whole bibliography, but he's kind of a legend in his own right. And then John Romita Jr., who is, you know, very prolific artist all throughout DC and Marvel Comics history. Let's go, though, into who this comic is for. Adam, why don't you start us off? Who is this comic for?
1: This comic is for anyone that likes to rank the most powerful comic characters. Jack? Jack? King
0: Kirby connoisseurs. People that believe in past lives. People looking to drop some nerd knowledge bombs on their friends when they go see the new MCU movie. Fans of Nomadland and or people who live in vans. And all you Neil Gaiman fanboys and fangirls out there, you know who you are with your hot topic British goth look. You you gotta love it. And that's who this comic is for. Let's move on over to judging a book by its cover. This is where we like to imagine ourselves walking through a comic shop and happen upon the book sitting on the shelf. What do we think about the cover? What does it say about what's inside? How cool is the logo and everything else? Adam, let's judge this book by its cover.
1: So we've got two covers here. We can kind of touch on both of them. One of them... um, is by John Romita Jr. And I think that's the one that comes up a lot now. That one is kind of like a classic comic book cover spread. It's just got a lineup of superheroes. You know, there's, you know, the leader at the front. I think that's Icarus. I want to say that's Icarus. And all these other, you know, he's flanked by the rest of the Eternals. They're really interesting looking. They all have really unique costumes that look like they do different things. They look like they have different powers. To me, if I saw this on the shelf, I would just kind of think that like, wow, this is a whole team that I've never ever heard of. seriously. And they kind of look like just one of those offshoots or one of those um, maybe even off-brand comics that you just don't recognize any of the logos or anything. I'm like, what Mm -hmm. is this? Is this some new comic? It's not new. But I really want to talk about the other cover, because that's the one that I think of. Um, That one's done by Rick Barry. Right. And this one has, I think it's Icarus again, um, it's a beautiful painted image of, you know, a body kind of like floating sort of with a celestial background. It could be, you know, he could be in the water. He could be in some kind of atmosphere, some sort of, I don't even even know what, but um, there's some demonic looking kind of beings below him. He's got some light bursting forth from his chest. And to me, this one I think is really, it pairs perfectly with Neil Gaiman because I feel like it's like, there's something about his style that just has this dreamlike quality and it looks very ethereal and, you know, almost heavenly in a way. Um, And to me, that is the kind of the iconic cover. And I have picked that one up off the shelf before because it, it is really striking.
0: Yeah. I didn't ask you in return, have, what is your experience with the Eternals? Did you read this series? You mentioned picking this up. I never read this series and, You know, we talked about Civil War.
1: That was a big moment for me in comics, too. And I was reading a bunch of... I was definitely reading the main one, reading a couple of the offshoots. I remember really liking the Wolverine arc at that time. Um, But this was one that I never got into. And I don't know uh, if it just seemed too overwhelming to me in the past or maybe just, I don't know, I had never really found my way towards Eternals yet. I guess that... I don't know if I've read or have a deep you know, familiarity with a lot of those the cosmic stuff from the seventies, especially Kirby stuff. I will say, with the great exception being Silver Surfer, because I've read it like a fair amount of Silver Surfer stuff. I got into a, a little Silver Surfer phase for a while.
0: Yeah. I love those character phases and Silver Surfer has always been an Adam staple. He loves the guy. Um love him. I wanted to talk about what you said. This uh Barry cover is, is interesting. Also the way that the uh, logos are, are done because this one says Neil Gaiman's eternal. So, and you mentioned that this is very much more of like his wistful dreamlike style. I mean, whenever I think of Neil Gaiman, I think of the Sandman series and this has sort of that darker dreamlike, you know, painted. And what I was just going to say is elevated, you know, Neil Gaiman is like a, you know, New York Times best-selling, you know, award winner. I'm sure he's won tons of stuff. He's also a novelist. Um, So he's sort of very prestigious. And him kind of coming over to comics, this cover speaks to sort of his, like, prestige. And he's like, you know, you get a badass painter to really, like, do a cover. I don't know if it, like... It's this dichotomy in covers and it's like, should we make it really show what's inside? Because the genre media cover is like, that's what it looks like when you're going to open it up and read it. But this other one is more this vibe and this tone and it sits on the shelf and really grabs your attention in a different way.
1: I mean, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I vote for just getting the better cover because I always like when the cover can be totally different and that's a special thing when they bring in someone specifically for the cover. And, you know, it would be pretty challenging to make an entire run with that art. Um, I would love to see a run Seriously. of all that art. But I love that they went that route for the cover anyways. Uh, but great question.
0: And I mean, that's why you judge a book by its cover. You're, you're trying to right. sell a book in the stores. You know, it's not about just like this is exactly what you're going to get. You're trying to really sell it and show the sort of... Um, you know, peaks of what this can kind of be and what you're hoping to see. And I think that cover really sells well. And it looks so badass. And, and he does covers for every issue. Like every issue as you're going to read this, you're going to see different um, characters depicted in this uh, same way. I believe you're right. That's the first one is Icarus. And you'll see the rest of them. And they are all badass. So um, I love that. That wraps it up for judging a book by its cover. We hope you'll join us in two weeks for our full episode Tell a friend, follow us on Instagram, and go pick up a copy of The Eternals. That's going to wrap it up for our First Impressions episode. Adam? Comic Club out. Comic Club is brought to you from Upper Esh Media. This episode was edited by Adam J. Cook. Our intro and outro music is by Tiger Cup. Katie Livingston, at Living Kate, designed our logo. If you enjoyed the episode, tell a friend, follow us on social, at Comic Club Podcast, and join our Facebook group to continue the conversation online. Remember, everyone, read more comics.